Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Daily Fantasy Fix Pod. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here to break down the NBA slate for you here over on Fantasy Draft and talk about some of the, uh, you know, best plays of the day. Uh, excited. This is a pretty uh, pretty good slate, actually. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different routes to go. Uh, a lot of games alike, right? We have like a 225 team total, 230, a 219, just uh, some good games to attack. Uh, and then, uh, you know, there's even some other ones with lower totals that are good too. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited for it. I'm sure we have as usual value coming. So be, be on the lookout for that throughout the day. But for now, let's get started talking about these games. The first game we have on the slate for you is the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Orlando Mag- Magic. It's a 225.5 team total. And man, it's really interesting because I was someone that's been like just firmly not playing the Cavs recently. I've just been like, this team is terrible and I really just don't want to roster them, right? Like it's not a good spot. Uh, I'm not saying I, I don't roster all of them, but it's like uh, I, I temper my expectations compared to how it was earlier in the year. So... Now they have the Magic. The Magic are one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, this is a great team to target all the time. So uh, it's going to be a problem trying to, uh, you know, not want to play a guy like LeBron James. It does seem like a guy like LeBron has kind of quit. Like, and again, uh, you know, you never know. Uh, this is like the great bounce back spot. You never know what happens in meetings. But it does seem like he's kind of not giving up completely. But he's just uh, fed up with it. It just seems like he's kind of beaten down, right? Uh, It's just game after game. It just feels like loss after loss, and it's just nothing is improving and nothing is changing. He went went to the, like, just as far to basically say to the uh, reporters, he said, like, we're so bad we should be taken off the national TV the rest of the year. I mean, he just, it's just horrible. But LeBron is in play. Uh, If the raw points, if I have them to pay up for him, I will. Uh, I don't think I'm going to, like, go out of my way and prioritize him or anything like that just because there's a star I'm already prioritizing, I think. But if, you know, the raw points kind of fit in the way my lineup shakes up and LeBron fits, sure, I think it's fine. But I'm not going out of my way for him still. Tristan Thompson, I like him at 4.7K. Or not, sorry, not 4.7K. What's this price over here? It is... Gotta refresh this real quick. It is uh oh, it's not on the fantasy draft slate. I'm looking at the uh, looking at the wrong uh, Rogue Riders page. So they kept that one game off. So actually, on fantasy draft, we don't have to worry about that game. But I'll keep breaking this game down anyways because I think it's important for the slate. Uh, and then obviously we'll get back into it with uh, with fantasy draft. But uh, yeah, so the Cleveland Cavaliers, I just. Man, I really don't want to roster a ton of them. Like, Isaiah Thomas, I get it. Orlando's terrible against point guards. Uh, you know, wherever you can find Isaiah cheap, sure. But I don't know. I think it's mainly um, – if they win this game, I think it's going to be off of, the, like, the back of LeBron. I really think it's going to be him doing all the work. So I'll take LeBron and Tristan Thompson. I think it's a cheap value because we, the Magic still – you know, I know Bizek Biombo's down there and a lot better on the boards. But uh, with Biombo being in there, I assume the game doesn't go small, right? And they, you know, basically get him more runs. So uh, I like Thompson and, and LeBron. Those are the main two targets I'm going to have. And then I'm, I'm probably not going to mess around with anyone else unless we get news that uh, – once we get news that like someone's out, uh, I don't know. I mean, I know Dwayne Wade is dealing with, uh, you know, an illness, but we kind of have to wait on that news. So that's going to be very important. Uh, if he ends up being out, right, then that might put me on Thomas a little bit more. Uh, I could see it maybe getting some interest in Jeff Green, but I really think Jeff Green's uh, interest has kind of gone down since Isaiah returned. Uh, so like the whole like if if Wade or Green is out, then you kind of take one or the other. Uh, but now with Thomas there, it just takes up too much usage. So probably more so if Wade is out, then you go over to a guy like Thomas. So uh, yeah, but again, it's LeBron and Tristan Thompson for me. And then if Wade is out, I guess uh, I'd put some interest in Isaiah Thomas, but that's about it for that side of the ball. Orlando Magic, what do we do with them? Uh, it's tough because Cleveland, they're a team that plays no defense either, and I definitely would like to target them. 
I think the way I go is Alfred Payton. I mean, the upside this guy has is just very immense. It's just very, he can go for 50 very easily. Like, I get it. It can be ugly at times, but uh, this is the Cavs. Like, so if I'm going to run it back with anyone, uh, well, maybe not him is the only guy, but I think he's like the tournament guy I would like to run it back with. The guy I like in cash, and I, I, I like him in tournaments too, is Mario Hizonia. I get it. I don't like taking shooters on the second night of a back-to-back, but Hazonia has been very good value, very safe, consistent, and had showed some upside yesterday. Maybe he can keep it going here against the uh, Cavs, who struggle against the three ball. Uh, so I like Hazonia as a really nice value play on this slate. Uh, Evan Fournier, like, again, the guy's like, if he's hitting his threes, he's going to hit the value well. And then if not, he's just going to, you know maybe limp his way there or just completely miss it so i don't know i'm not a big fournier fan uh i don't think i'm gonna play him today uh it just doesn't seem like it's gonna fit my build so uh it looks like i'm gonna pass on him at this time and then uh bismack biombo i i don't think we need to play him it's really gonna be mario hazonia and alfred payton are the two main targets on orlando now head on over to fantasy draft at 7 30 because 7 30 is when the lock is going to be for that site it's a cool new thing that fantasy draft has been doing for the past i don't know has it been a month now it's been a while though uh but Still kind of new, right? Because uh, people might not know about it. Uh, Fantasy Draft is locking at 7.30. So if you don't know that, uh, you can make all your lineups on other sites and then head on over to Fantasy Draft and do the um, do the, the slate at 7.30. Like it just, uh, it's just better, right? Instead of having to juggle so many teams, you can just put your main focus in those last 30 minutes to Fantasy Draft. And obviously put some focus on it earlier in the day. But uh, yeah, you know, when you're trying to button things up, it's hard to juggle uh, sites and try and make everything perfect. And then you, you, you worry at times that you messed up uh, on one site where it helped made you mess up on another and then it's just like a domino effect and you lose like terribly so uh yeah check that out but let's head on over and see what the first game is over there we have the milwaukee bucks and the new york knicks at 205 team total and this is not really a game i'm in love with here uh i get it right Giannis, he's good he's a star he can go off on any slate i i totally understand but i don't know i don't see myself really playing Giannis on this slate. there's already some small forwards i already like on top of that, it's like, man, like, I don't know. I might actually play LeBron over Giannis, and I don't really want to say that, but, like, it's Orlando. I mean, Orlando's a fun team to target. But, again, they're not on fantasy draft. Uh, but, on like, Giannis, though, man, like, he is a such a good player, and it's just like there's these stars in the Golden State Warriors and Thunder game. I just think he's going to go overlooked for me, and it's quite unfortunate. Uh, and, obviously, he's a star and can go off on any time. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to end up fading him, and I'm probably going to fade a lot of these guys, right? Like, I know Brogdon's out, but like Middleton just doesn't seem like he's fitting my build at this time. So I don't think I'm going to be getting any exposure to Middleton. I get it though. He, his price is, his price is nice. Uh, it just kind of depends on if it fits the build. And uh, I don't know. I just don't see it really fitting at this time. But uh, yeah, we like playing, taking guys that are going to put up a lot of three balls and like ball handle against the, the Knicks. And you know, Middleton will do a ton of that for sure. Bledsoe, right? He has upside too. That's another guy that's going to have the ball in his hands a ton. I mean, those are like the main three core guys, Bledsoe, Middleton, and Giannis. I think they're all in play for tournaments, and I don't think they're going to have a lot of ownership. So I think you can go with them. John Henson is a hard pass for me against the Knicks. I mean, just going to struggle down low and let the rebounding that the Knicks have been doing, uh, they're just very good on the board. So I don't think it's necessary to play them. I think Giannis and Bledsoe Middleton, they're all perfectly fine and in play. Uh, you can make the argument on Fantasy Draft that Bledsoe was 1000 cheaper. So, hey, go over to Bledsoe. But uh, I don't know. I think Middleton, you know, the more and more I think about it, I think he's like in play on like a site like FanDuel where you have to play two shooting guards. But Oh, it's gonna be tough. For some reason, on this slate, just doesn't seem like these bucks are gonna fit my uh, fit my teams today. New York Knicks, though, uh, you know, Porzingis and Cantor, they're both in play because they're playing the Bucks and the Bucks struggle on the on you know against big men and they struggle on the boards. 
Both them can have very big games. I, I get it for sure. I don't think I'm going to play Porzingis, though. Uh, he just... He just doesn't seem like he gets there, even at that price of 15.3k. It just he it seems like his ceiling is him barely getting there. It's been really frustrating all year long. So for me, like Christoph Porzingis is a guy I think I'm just going to stay away from. Like if you look at the game logs here, again, it's just he he's been really frustrating. I'll do DraftKings for it. 8.4k. Here's what he's done last game against Atlanta: 50 fantasy points, which was great. That. Haven't seen much of that all year. Then it's 29.75, 31.5, 45.75, 37.75, 31.75, 28.530. 30. And like some of these matchups here are like the Lakers, the Suns. I mean, you know, against Memphis, he randomly got 51.25. Sure, he can do that, right? Uh, Porzingis is considered he's in the star category, right? Maybe he's not, you know, he's not the LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry star yet, but one day he'll probably get there, but he can easily go off on any time. And if you like the spot for him, go for it. But for me, I'm not going to be doing that. Other than that, those two guys, like I don't need to play Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, like Jared Jack. Those guys are just not necessary for me on this slate, and I'll just pass on them. Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors, 205.5 team total. Uh, this is definitely a game that, you know, it's more of like the playoff atmosphere, right? We have uh, two clash of like division uh, or Eastern Conference, uh, you know, one and two teams basically at the top. Kind of, you know, playoff type atmosphere it's going to feel like. Uh, Kyrie Irving is going to be playing in this game. So uh, that's definitely going to change some things with Horford with that news. So definitely have to adjust with that. Uh, you know, no Marcus Smart still, I believe. I don't think he'll play this game he is still out so no need to worry about that uh we still have Shane Larkin news you know have to wait and see what he's going to do uh but we're not expecting him to be back until the all-star break it says so yeah yeah I don't think he's going to be back and I don't think he changes that much Marcus Morris is the key one that's gonna be very important he said they say he's going to participate in shoot around so uh you know he hopes to be available we'll see if he is available but that's going to be very important news for sure so on this slate, I really don't think I'm playing any Celtics. It just seems like these guys are now priced up for the situation that they were in. And, you know, if Marcus Morris sits, but I feel like Marcus Morris is going to try for this game. It's This is definitely going to be an important game for the Celtics, and they're going to kind of want to, uh, you know, make it more of like a playoff game type thing uh, and just really grind this thing out and actually uh, try their best. So I really think that uh, I'm just going to fade these Celtics completely just because prices are up, right? I'm not paying a 7K Terry Rozier with Kyrie back. Uh, I'm not going to pay for uh, Tatum. I think he's a fine play, but 6.1K, I prefer Tatum when he gets a little cheaper. So Al Horford too, right? He's really expensive. Uh, 7.7K, I don't need to pay that price back for Horford. There's better plays that I can get. Uh, like Let's see what Clint Capella, he is, uh, yeah, he's, he's cheaper. So yeah, there's no reason to not... Uh, yeah, I just don't need to play Al Horford. Al Horford. We know exactly what's happened with him. Price has gone up, up, up. No need to play him. So I will pass on Horford and kind of uh, and all the Celtics and just move on. Toronto Raptors, right? Now they're going against the best defensive team in the league, or maybe not the best, but one of the best, right? Uh, slower tempo team to, uh, you know, this is a low total for the Raptors. Raptors. Raptors have been playing at a pretty fast pace, and now they're playing against a slow-paced team. I just think it's a good fade game in general. Like, this is a fun one to watch. Uh, you know, if you want to watch a good basketball game, this is a fun one to watch. But for fantasy purposes, I think we can definitely stay away from this one, and it's not that too necessary to play. Uh, sure, Jonas Valanciunas has been really good recently, but Price is starting to go up, and I expect them to put Baines on them a little bit. And Baines is pretty tough defender down low. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to pass on this game completely, and let's move on to some more appealing ones because, again, this slate has some good ones. And here comes one of them. It's uh, Houston Rockets and the Brooklyn Nets. 215.5 team total with the Rockets as 11-point road favorites. And my first look at the uh, you know at this game is like, man, I, I normally am really interested in Rockets, but uh, with all the games that we have on this, like there's two other, you know those two other games that are high uh, totals on the slate, I'm kind of a little worried about playing this game. 
just because I could see a blowout. I fear that a little bit. Eric Gordon is going to be back for this game as well. So that injury news is definitely, uh, you know, important and you know, expected to be back. So we don't know for sure. But if he does play, that's definitely going to cut into, you know, playing guys like Harden, Gerald Green, and Chris Paul. Again, Harden and, and Paul, not so much as mainly Gerald Green is where it's really going to hurt. But again, that's still that little bit helps uh, Eric Gordon. Uh, Mike D'Antoni said that uh, Trevor Reza is uh, likely out. So uh, we'll have to see uh, what's coming up here. He's missing the entire road trip uh, coming up. So, uh, yeah, I don't think we'll, he'll be playing. And obviously, minutes for Amute. That'll be minutes for uh, P.J. Tucker and maybe some for Gerald Green, too. Ryan Anderson, I think he is just way too cheap uh, around the industry. So I'll, I like getting him in tournaments. Clint Capella is the guy I like a lot, though. I mean, Clint Capella, we always see him with a nice cheap price tag. Uh, on Fantasy Draft, we have Clint Capella's price tag at 13.6K. Uh it's pricier than usual, you know, we normally get him in the 12k range, sometimes 13k, but uh, yeah, I still like Capella here, I mean, this is too good of a spot to not play Clint Capella, so I'll get me some Clint Capella exposure for sure on this slate, I think he's a guy you want to roster, uh, you know, just the Nets are so bad on the board, so I like him a lot, that's mainly where I'm going to be looking, is like that front court, attacking the Nets in the front court instead of the back court, I like the, you know, attacking the Nets in the back court, but it's just a matter of do I have the money to pay, spend for a Chris Paul or a James Harden when I kind of want to pay for a Russell Westbrook or a Steph Curry. Like there's just that that one game is just going to be too good to pass up, it seems like. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, it's going to be tough for me to do that. And then, you know, like I said, we'll get to it. Like Lakers, Suns is another good one because there's just going to be a lot of value there. I just It's tough, man. Uh, it's very tough to uh, play a lot of these guys in this game. And I, I just think it's the front court is where I'm really going to get my, uh, you know, get my exposure. Net side of the ball, I, it's pretty much complete fade i mean damari carroll i think is a nice safe option uh, that's how i feel about the nets pretty much carroll's like the one guy that i feel safe about almost on any night and then jared allen he's starting to get way too priced up like you're gonna pay 11.3k for jared allen at this point no thanks i will just completely pass on him and uh, unless i hear that uh you know d'angelo russell is getting uh, an increase in minutes i'm just gonna stay away from the nets and kind of call it a day Next game on the slate, Memphis Grizzlies and the Atlanta Hawks, 205.5 team total. And, uh, yeah, again, not an appealing game to look at here, but we'll break it down for you. And, again, no one gets up for Memphis Grizzlies and Atlanta Hawks basketball. But the value that could be here is very interesting. Tyreek Evans, they're sitting him until he gets traded, basically. So they're trying to make a move. And we kind of have to just wait on the news of what they're going to do, you know, who's going to play, who's going to sit, because that's going to be very important with the Grizzlies. If we look at the injury report here, and again, early in the day, still trying to see what they're going to do, but we have uh, Tyreek Evans obviously not playing, coach's decision. Then we got uh, questionable Wayne Selden. That's probably the biggest news that we have on this team. Chandler Parsons, he is still out. Uh, and then we have uh, Davis. He is going to be out too. So the big news though is really Selden. If Selden doesn't play, I think I'm going to load up on Andrew Harrison if I can. Problem is point guard is kind of loaded. So, uh, I, but I like Andrew Harrison. He's a guy I think I'd want to get exposure to. Uh, and you know, on fantasy draft, we can get exposure to a lot of different guards. So that's okay. Uh, Mario Chalmers too. I would like him as well. I think he's a fine play. It's just going to be between those two guys are going to be the main targets. Other than that though, like I'm not going to be going crazy with Dylan Brooks. Uh, you know, Jermichael Green, Gerald Martin, all these other, the front court is not really where my main focus will be. My main focus will be in the back court and will be with Andrew Harrison and Mario Chalmers. Atlanta side of the ball. Uh, I will just completely fade them. No need to play any of these guys on this slate. In my opinion, uh, you know, we can look at some of the price tags, right? Uh, Dennis Schroeder is normally typically cheap. 12.5 is very cheap for him. And, uh, you know, getting against Chalmers and Andrew Harrison defense, I guess that sounds fine, right? There's upside, but I don't know. I just, I don't think I need to do it on this slate. I just doesn't seem necessary. If I play one though, it'll be short air just because he's too cheap for the amount of, you know, 
production he basically gets and i'll kind of call it a day but it's interesting to see that the hooks are three-point favorites right we don't see this too often so uh yeah i think Schroeder is the one guy that i might have a little bit of interest in but let's go on to the next game washington wizards philadelphia 76ers 213 team total and uh yeah we still have no john wall so you guys know what that means all these wizards guys they're starting to get a little keep getting priced up and up and up but there's still uh still some meat on the bone i think for some of these guys so i have some interest in some wizards I know Bradley Beal was very disappointing yesterday, totally understand, but I do think it's a good reason to go back to the well. We know he likes to target Sixers with some guards. Uh, yeah, I think Bradley Beal's a really good play. If you have the money for him, sure, but again, I don't think he's a guy you want to prioritize. Like yesterday, we were really prioritizing him, not only because of the matchup, but just the way the slate was, right? The you know the type of guys to pay for. There weren't these absolute studs and just like these amazing spots in the next game coming up. So, uh, But I think Bradley Beal's definitely in plays in my player pool and someone I will be considering. One guy who's been really interesting that, like, people may not be aware of it is Thomas Sanaransky. Like, he has been, like, pretty good. Uh, maybe, I don't I didn't see what he did yesterday for sure. I'm trying to pull it up now. But uh, I know recently he's been so good. Uh, yeah, so here's his game log. Uh, 24.1, 27, 22.6, 36.6, 22.4. His price uh, around the industry, again, it's starting to get a little priced up. But I think he's, like, a fine, safe cash gameplay. I don't hate it. Uh, so he's a guy I think... He, you wouldn't mind getting exposure to Otto Porter too. I think he's a, he's a decent play. Don't hate him, but I really like Markeith Morris. That price tag on Fantasy Jeff at twelve point one k is too cheap. I think he fits that forward spot well, and uh, hope, as long as he doesn't get you know stuck on Embiid a lot and get in any foul trouble, he should be fine. But I don't think that'll be the case. I'm sure they'll have a Gortat or a Mahimi on him all game long. Uh, you know, a guy like Markeith can't handle that, so they'll put him on probably a guy like Dario Saric uh, for a lot of the game. So, yeah, I like Markeith. He's probably my favorite Wizards play here. But Beal, too, if you have the money for him, great. But that's the problem. I don't know if I'm going to have that money for our Bradley Beal today. That's kind of one of the issues. Philadelphia 76ers, uh, Joel Embiid, man, that price tag is 16.7K on Fantasy Draft. That's just insane to me, right? Like, uh, when do we see this type of guy at this price? It's just way too cheap on him. He kind of just feels like a lock, right? Like, I don't know. It's tough to kind of fade a guy that has that type of price tag, a 16.7K. He's, like, just such a stud. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, Joel Embiid, he's definitely going to be a guy I think I'm going to end up uh, – I think I'm going to end up rostering on this slate for sure uh, on Fantasy Draft. So, yeah, give me some Joel Embiid. Love that price tag. Uh, I'll have to look. Let me see what he is on other sites because it's just weird that he's just – he's oddly cheap over there, and I just want to double-check and make sure – uh 9.5k on DraftKings. so again there's that's great value over there too so for a guy like joel Embiid, you can't complain about that and then fanduel 10.1k so yeah uh the the draft kings and fantasy draft price tags are just very cheap on joel Embiid, so i have to like him a lot so that's a guy that i would definitely get exposure to against the wizards here uh if, if i play anyone else like i'm not playing ben simmons right now i know the price at 14.7k 14.7k is good um the guy's just i don't know there's just other ways i'd rather spend my money i'm i don't know i love the kid but he's definitely struggled uh since that like breakout to start the year sure he's uh you know had some good games here and there and again he's kind of one of those guys that he's going to be a star right he can have a big game at any time but uh i don't know he's just a little too inconsistent for me at that current price tag and it seems like whenever he goes off it's like he's hitting your ceiling at that price so yeah i'm gonna pass on that one uh no ben simmons for me 
Uh, JJ Redick, I actually don't mind him uh, if you need a cheap guy uh, at guard. I think this could be a decent spot for him. Don't hate him. Uh, again, like Robert Covington too, like a guy that could, you know, get some good, uh, you know, good turnover production. Uh, you know, he's a guy like just like in like, these back and forth type of games. So he can get like lots of steals, right? Uh, you know, just transition threes. So I like Covington a little bit too. And uh, Sarge, he's a little too priced up for me though. But I more so it's just a beat is my favorite play. And then uh, Covington and Redick are guys I'd maybe sprinkle on my teams. Let's go to the game of the night, though. 230-team total, the game that everyone's going to be watching. The game you want to watch is Oklahoma City Thunder and the Golden State Warriors. It's really unfortunate that the Thunder do not have Andre Roberson for this game because, man, that would be a lot more exciting because defensively they really uh, look like they need him, at least in the six uh, games it's been so far. Again, I, it's, I sound ridiculous saying uh, they need Andre Roberson, but uh, he's definitely needed on the defensive end for sure. He's not the greatest basketball player, but we got to give him props for his defense at least. But yeah, uh, Russell Westbrook, I want to pay for him. He's the guy I want. Like, I want to be loading up on him. Problem is, can I play him, right? Like, uh, I think it's a really good conversation today. I'm going to just start this off because I, I play a lot of FanDuel. Again, on FanStraft, you can play a ton of guards, but I think it's a really good conversation on a site like FanDuel is uh, there's three guards that I'm really going to be keying in on today, right? Point guards. Uh, and I think on Fantasy Draft, you should just jam them in. I think it's a great idea. Tyler Eulis, who's in the next game, he's going to be a guy that's going to be a screaming value that you're going to want to get exposure to that's going to get a ton of minutes with Devin Booker out, right? Guy you would definitely want to play. Russell Westbrook, you want to play him against the Warriors, right? It's a, it's a fantastic spot. Like, how do you not play him? Uh, it's just too good of a spot for him. Uh, up-tempo game against the guy, Kevin Durant, who he hates. You know, a little revenge there. You know he's just petty as anything. So, I mean, you have to love Russ Westbrook. And then you have Steph Curry, who against... Oklahoma City Thunder, just in a 230-team total. The guy could absolutely go off. And he's 2K cheaper than Russell Westbrook. He's actually 2.1K cheaper on FanDuel. Let's see what he is on DraftKings, uh, and then we'll look at Fantasy Draft. Uh, Fantasy Draft, I actually have that up now. Uh, he is, Russell Westbrook is 20.9K, and Steph Curry's 18.5K. So again, it's a huge discount to a guy like Curry. I would probably want to mash both guys in, but uh, if you have to pick only one, it's tough because I can get Curry for such a discount. It's crazy. And then over on DraftKings, the price tag is uh, 9.6K and 11.5K. So again, it's like a 2K difference. So what do you do there? I, again, I don't know what we do until we like kind of get more news i think it's going to be something like uh, you have to like wait and see take that wait and see approach but if you you know if that extra 2k gives you a nice upgrade i could see fading westbrook i could totally see it if that extra 2k is a big enough upgrade you just really have to wait and see but i really think you're going to have to play tyler Eulis. he's going to be uh you know some people might play a westbrook and uh a curry route and if value opens up other positions sure i think that makes sense but i really want to make sure i'm going to get tyler Eulis. he's going to be a great guy to get exposure to today and you're not going to want to miss out on your lineups but anyways Back to that game. Uh, let's talk about this one. Westbrook, obviously a guy you want to like. I, I think Paul George is an interesting play too. You know, it's not one of my favorite plays, but, uh, you know, it's definitely a high, you know, fast-paced game. He's going to have to deal with Kevin Durant and Draymond Green on defense though, which definitely has me a little bit concerned for sure. Uh, definitely slightly concerned. But again, I'm trying to find ways to get exposure to the Thunder if I don't play Westbrook. I'm trying to think through which, what would be the best. Like, I think Steven Adams is a good way to do it. Steven Adams is going to be in the game regardless, right? They're not going to take this guy out, I don't think, unless they go to, like, a, will they go the Jerry and Grant route and, like, just get some of these other forwards and, like, Patrick Patterson and will it cut in Adams? I don't think it should. they should do that, but they might for a little bit. Never know. But, again, there's a lot of rebounding opportunity for him after, like, him. This seems like a game that would fit stinking Carmelo Anthony well, and I hate this dude, but, uh, you know, just going back and forth and trading threes, right, that's kind of Melo's game is shooting the three ball and just getting buckets. Uh, one thing I will always give this guy is he can score. 
Uh, problem is the peripherals, right? Will he fall into some stuff, some rebounds, assists, possibly? But uh, I don't know. For some reason, I'm thinking if I want to get exposure to this game, I might go the cheap route with a guy like Carmelo Anthony, and I really hate saying that because I actually hate playing that guy. Like, he's just a guy I don't like to play, but he's popping in the model for me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's really, it really seems like it might be him. Like, he might be my favorite way to get exposure to the Thunder right now, and it sounds gross to say, but again, I think Steven Adams and uh, like again, Westbrook is probably my favorite way if I had to pick, but if I'm going to stuck picking between Eulis, Westbrook and Curry, it's going to be a really close decision. I want to, I want it to be Westbrook really bad. I'm hoping it is, but, uh, cause fading Westbrook is a scary thing, but you never know. I just think it's more of a conversation than some people might say, Oh, just Jim and Westbrook. Uh, I don't know. It's, I think it's going to be more of a conversation, but I like Westbrook. I even like Carmelo, which is odd for me to say, if you listen to what I, uh, you know, things I talk about in sports, uh, I don't like mellow, but I think in this spot it could, it could actually work well. And then Adams. Those are the three. The more I think about it, Paul George, probably not going to do it. Again, I was just trying to find ways to get exposure to Thunder without playing uh, Westbrook. But eh, I'm going to play Westbrook, it seems like. Oh, this is going to be a fun debate going back and forth. And Sorry to bore you about it, but again, I think when you're on site where you have to play two point guards, it's really tough. But if you don't, like go to over to DraftKings or a fantasy draft, fantasy draft mainly. I mean, you can just load up on guards. So head on over and do that. Let's talk about the Warriors, though. How do you want to get exposure to them? That's going to be important to like figure out because we want to get exposure to that team. I think Curry's a great way to do it, and I think he's very cheap. So he's a guy I would like to you know approach it with. Uh, I think Draymond Green, right? He's another guy. Uh, I think he could fit this game well. And I kind of, uh, I don't know, I kind of like playing him more than Durant just because I feel like there's a nice discount, and I feel like uh, Durant has not been really crushing like normal. Uh, I think this is a good spot for him, though, right? He's in the revenge spot against the Thunder. You have to like that. If you have the money to spend on Kevin Durant, I would love to spend on Kevin Durant, but I don't think I'm going to. I think there's some other you know, value guys that I'd prefer at the small forward position, but I think Kevin Durant is obviously a good play with the revenge on his side uh, for sure. If I don't play you know, if I don't play one of these guys, it's Clay Thompson is the guy I wouldn't play. Uh, sure, he can have the upside game. I know I get it, right? If he hits the three ball and knocks it down, he'll, he'll be on the winning tournament team if he's just going absolutely insane, but... He has been doing that a ton, and uh, I just don't think we need to take a chance on that. Like, I think Clay Thompson is one of those guys that if you just, like, wait until that price tag is, like, super low and it's, like, in that dream spot, play him in that spot, then you're perfectly fine. And then just that, those are the only times you need to really play him. Uh, I, I'm not going to play him here in this spot. No need uh, no need for me to. Let's go on to the next game, though. I, again, I don't think many of these, uh, I don't think, I think it's, like, mainly the Warriors core four the guys look at. and. I don't think any of the bench guys are really too interesting. Maybe like Andre Iguodala, maybe, uh, you know, maybe it's like a value, but I don't think you need to do that on this slate. Uh, I think it's fine uh, here. Let's go to the next game, though. This game is very good, too. Uh, Phoenix Suns and the Lakers. We'll start with the Suns. Uh, man, give me Tyler Eulis with, with Devin Booker being out. You have to love Tyler Eulis. Uh, you know, there's no cannon. I mean, he's just going to get tons of run. You have to like him. I think Josh Jackson, he's a guy that's been getting uh, more run recently and been playing pretty well. Uh, uh, I'm going to take Josh Jackson. I think he's a good play, but I like TJ Warren a little bit more. I'll find that extra money. I mean, with no Booker, TJ Warren will be chucking up a ton of shots. So TJ Warren and Tyler Eulis are currently my two favorite targets on that side of the ball. I think Tyson Chandler is not a terrible play. Uh, not my favorite, but again, uh, I think he's like in the conversation, right? Uh, Alex Sun will probably play, so that that won't, you know, if he for miraculously doesn't play, but he returned to Ashley the other day. Only played 11 minutes. Tyson Chandler then ended up going out there for 33. I'm curious if the minutes will be, uh, you know, kind of split like that again. I don't think it will. I think maybe Len will go up to like 18, and then you'll see Chandler back down to the mid-20s. That sounds about right, but uh, yeah, I think we're, you know, I don't think we need to be doing that, uh, so I'm fine with that. Marquise Chris, 
he's a guy that's like in the conversation. Everyone might be wondering what happened the past couple games. Uh, you know, 13 minutes that had a suspension uh, the next game, so that's why he didn't play. I think he's more of a tournament play and could fit this game style really well. Not really a cash game play for me, but I think in tournaments he could be interesting. Uh, to kind of, uh, you know, button the Suns up a little bit, uh, it's Ulysses and Warren are my two favorite plays. Have to love them. I think they're guys you just want to get exposure to. Josh Jackson, too, I think he's a good play. Starting to get a little priced up, but I still think he's in the conversation. Chris, I think he's a very great tournament play. And then, uh, yeah, I won't be playing those centers, but I get the argument for Tyson Chandler, but I won't be doing it. I think there's better ways to spend your money at center today. All right, let's go to the Lakers. And, uh, yeah, I really don't think I'm playing many of them. Again, it's a good spot. I get it. Uh, I was listening to the morning grind, and I heard Stevie talk about how it's a good KCP spot. He's been good at getting KCP right throughout, uh, you know, the DFS time he's been doing this. So uh, I understand KCP. I think it's fine, but man, I, it's hard to stomach for me uh, from what he's been doing. But I get it, right? It makes sense in tournaments. It's it's a good tournament play. Jordan Clarkson, I think, could actually have a pretty big game here in this spot. You know, it's a Phoenix Suns. Uh, it's one of the best guard, you know, matchups for him to have. Like, I mean, this is a good spot for Jordan Clarkson. He's the guy I think I prefer. I like him a lot. Uh, I don't mind Brandon Ingram. I think this is a good spot to game stack, right? These guys are not, like, too expensive where I think you can just, like, game stack, like, maybe, like, two guys on each side and uh, kind of make it, you know, end up still getting stars in. So I like maybe getting two guys on the Lakers side of the ball. I think it makes a ton of sense. You can go a guy like a Brandon Ingram, you know, even a, uh, you know, Kyle Kuzma, right? Uh, I think he's interesting. Uh, he's been really bad recently, so I probably won't play him. But uh, I think it's really like uh, Clarkson and Ingram. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if like a Kuzma came out of nowhere, like a Larry Nance, right? Any of that could happen. It's just you never know with Luke Walton. Uh, I think Julius Randle, uh, yeah, he's been really good recently. They're trying to trade him. So he's the guy that I'd prefer in the front court if I had to pick any of them. That's really the guy. I know I talked about all these Lakers, so let me kind of narrow it down for you. Uh, if I had to pick the three Lakers I would probably target on in, on this slate, it'd be Jordan Clarkson, probably uh, number one for me, followed by uh, Brandon Ingram, and then uh, probably followed by Julius Randle then. Uh, but I get the KCP thing. Uh, I think that was a good call by Stevie. Uh, again, they, those other guys, they've been just too inconsistent recently, and I, Luke Walton, I'm just going to trust what he's been doing with the rotation. And uh, I think it's a really good spot to kind of game stack some of these guys, right? Go a Warren, go a Eulis, pair them up with maybe a Clarkson and an Ingram or like a Clarkson and a Randall, and then, uh, you know, maybe find like another value play and then like throw in like a stud, like a Curry, a Westbrook. I think that could be a very interesting uh, build. Uh, so check that out. Again, guys, thanks a lot for joining me. Really, uh, you know, enjoy doing the podcast. I'll be back for the rest of the week. Dan Bach is busy doing some, uh, some other stuff. So he asked me to fill in for the rest of the week. So thanks a lot for joining. If you guys have any, uh, you know, anything you want me to say on the podcast, any, you know, any try maybe a different format, uh, you know, to try and help out, make this different, just trying to do the best for you guys. So, uh, yeah, uh, just give me a follow on Twitter. It's at Travis Mangone, T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. And if you have anything uh, to help me out, make it make the podcast a little bit better, I'll do my best. If you have any ideas, you know, say you want some, uh, you know, lock and load plays, say you want guys in certain tiers or certain stuff, just give me a follow over there and just send me a message. And uh, I'll be happy to try and do my best this week to uh, provide the best content for you. So again, thanks a lot for joining me. For me, Travis Mangone, I am out.